Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Bridge the Atlantic. We are your hosts, music web designer Ross Barber. And singer-songwriter Marcia Novelli. Joining us today is Tim Benson, guitarist and synth player of LA-based post-hardcore band Secondborn. The band is completely self-funded and produced, and is made up of six individuals who have all been part of bands that have almost made it. We're looking forward to finding out more about Tim's experience in the music industry, and hearing about Secondborn's upcoming EP, Symbols. Hey Tim, how is it going? It's going great, guys. How are you today? We're good. Well, we're good. Excellent, excellent. We're well. Cool. So we like to start off every show um, asking our guests three things about themselves that everyone should know. Okay. Well, um, I first off, I've been playing music for a very long time, almost twenty years. So I've uh, definitely been around for a few years here. Um, just you know, really determined guy. You know, when I set my mind to uh, writing something or starting a project, I really like to see it through. Um, at least on some level. Uh, so obviously with our band Secondborn, we've been able to do some things uh, fairly quickly. And, uh, you know, I just try to stay determined and, and really tenacious and try to stick with it. Uh, music industry is really tough, so you have to be on top of it really a lot of times. Um, second thing, um, I, I'm just, I feel like I'm very creative musically. I know that's kind of, uh, you know, cliche, but it's weird. I'll be in a conversation and I'll hear this random sound with somebody like just odd random sound in the room and it'll trigger something inside of me like oh that'd be pretty cool if i can do that on guitar you know and then that'll trigger a song and then two days later we've got a whole record written so, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> nice um, and then the third thing um I, I feel like i'm a big nerd uh and i think that's okay i'm okay with that like so it's 2015 being a nerd yeah, is okay now it's yeah. really cool right finally. you know no yeah we finally have our day in the sun thank you <laughs> Uh, thank so, you, you know, internet. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I so, it's internet. I, I do, I do, uh, I do blame the internet. I think that's probably what has contributed to a lot of that. Um, you know, I like, I like my Star Wars. I'm a huge fan of Game of Thrones. Um, you know, I've never gotten into it. I've never oh, watched man. it either. It's great. No. It's really great. You know, especially for fans of that genre, it's mm-hmm. really good. You know, just reading a lot of books into a lot of you know Zen type stuff and uh, every like, time. Uh, Go into that a little bit. Okay. Like what? Uh, Power of Now. Yes, that's one of my favorite books of all time. Yeah, changed uh, my life. It really, it really has. Uh, yes. and, and he's a, and he's a great writer too. Um, Absolutely. The Secret, obviously, books like that. Um, you know, just just that one. I'm stuff. a little more skeptical about. Like I'm open-minded. I'm a little more skeptical yeah. about that. But I love Eckhart Tolle. I love how he takes you know Eastern philosophy and and, and it doesn't uh, actually takes everything in a way and and he'll he's not uh, he's not tied to any particular religion like like myself right and but yet he's able to bring the best of all of them together and show that there's totally a commonality and do it poetically yeah yeah which is well, really cool and and let me I'll, if we're on that train of thought real briefly uh, I'd like to mention Stuart Wilde who's one of my um, you know I guess people that I've really studied under his books uh, he's, he's got a got a book series called The Infinite Self, uh, which is really uh, 
it's really life changing, man. It really um, allows you to reflect more upon what your life's all about, you know, just just general uh, spirituality things without getting into any sort of like religious dogma or anything like that. Because that's yeah. not that's kind of a dangerous road, and that's one that I'd rather not tread you down, or tread lightly. Exact same path. Brother. <laughs> We're on the exact yeah. same path. Path spiritual, not religious. Right. Exactly. So, you know, and everybody's got their own belief system. Yeah. Teach their own. Teach their own. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Well, that came out really quickly. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about a quick, deep road we got. There we go. With it under five minutes. I love it. There's normally Um, the post interview stuff. I know. Right. And then we're like, (laughs) oh, we should have recorded that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The first thing you said about being really driven and you like to see projects through. I love that. I can really relate to that. And that's something it's very difficult to find other artists that you can collab with that are on that same level you know sure. so how have you been able to form this band Secondborn, and yeah. with other people that i'm assuming are on the same level or else you probably wouldn't be in the band with them that's a great question uh well a lot of these guys i've known for years that have been in the music scene and so i already had a great idea that they would be a good fit not only stylistically but technically mm-hmm. um I, I've been in about three or four other bands, two of which have, you know, been on the indie label route. We've done the touring thing. So is that so, the almost made it part? Yeah, that's the almost made it thing. <laughs> I love that. My other guitarist, Pat, uh, was in a band uh, that did several showcases for major labels. And they, I mean, they were just, they were, they were right there. And, yeah. uh, and, and the music was fantastic. Uh, just as circumstances work out, it, it didn't quite happen. It's about uh, so much and, more than how good... An artist and is unfortunately. It really, it really is more and so today than ever. Yeah, you know? you're absolutely right. Uh, it's so hard to break through the, what I call the music white noise. Yeah, and so it. what I wanted was, you know, initially Second Born was just rattling in my head for about two years, you know, and I had the home recording studio, and I'll just write down some riffs and put some beats together. And as our singer Daniel and I got a little bit closer the last few years, just you know, chatting it up. Uh, he came over, laid some vocal tracks down. We'd let a few people hear it. And, and you know, folks were just like, man, you really got to get this stuff out, you know. And and so it just sort of evolved from there, uh, which is pretty cool because that was, uh, it was something that I wasn't expecting. Um, so I wanted to see how far we could push this band on the level of, well, what if we kept writing stuff and instead of going and touring 20 different cities in our vicinity, which is which is fine, Let's let's put this package together. Let's really make this EP or these songs as strong as we can, and let's just put it out there on the internet and let's try to market it in that fashion. Um, because think about it like this. Very smart. Yeah. Well, a lot of a lot of bands that I I dig, I've never seen live, and it, I didn't become a fan of theirs because I went to their live show. Now, some bands that's the case, but not every band. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, I'm a huge fan of the Beatles. I mean, they're way never before seen my them time. live. I've never seen them live, man. <laughs> so. Uh, Obviously, they're way before my time, but 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 that begs the question. Well, well, how did you hear about those guys? Well, from you know other people, you know maybe the radio, maybe online, maybe whatever. So why can't bands that are not signed do that on their own relative level? Why couldn't they market themselves and get into a bunch of ears? You know, like you know through shows like what you guys do. You know, um, right, right. And, it, no, and it's I, just I, mm-hmm. no. I like I like what you're saying. And you know what? When you really think about it. Um, a lot of people put a lot of emphasis on live shows, and of course, it's very important to tour and everything. But yeah, actually, most of the artists, yeah. most of the bands I've gotten into, I 
heard about them first, and then I'll go see them live. That's exactly. which is important because that's yeah. you know a band's bread and butter play, playing yeah. live, selling merch, and everything. But like the only time that I'll be right. discover a band live is if they're supporting a band that I already yeah. like, who I most likely heard through the internet anyway. Yeah. So right. you know, right. um, exactly. yeah, like I, yeah, I, I do find. Um, I don't really go to that many shows anymore. I used to go to a lot. I used to maybe go to like five a week. Um, oh, yeah, I know. And that was when I lived outside of a big city. So I would travel there. like every... Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I used to go to gigs all the time. But um, I guess because I'm so, I'm busier now, I, I don't really want to go to many live shows. But when I do, um, it's always a band that I've... It's almost always a band I've listened to for a long time sure. online. Um, and yet, I, I'll, I'll very rarely go and see a band if I've not listened to them online or got some kind of connection with them well, through the I internet, mean, I think. Right, absolutely. It's a, yeah, it's a different world now, too. I mean, of course, like 30 years ago, there was no internet. Well, actually, I think there was, but not the way not we know now. <laughs> I think it's it. starting in the 70s. Yeah. But, but uh, the point I'm saying is, you know, you would have to see a band live or you'd have to hear them on the radio. And most right. likely for them to get on the radio, they would have had to have already built up following, all this kind of thing, right? Right. So why not use that internet? I mean... Yeah, I'm totally with you on that. It's going to yeah. be around for a while, so it, it, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it might. We'll see how we'll it see. goes. <laughs> so no, you guys, you, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, you make a great point, and just to wrap that thought up, um, that you know, some people feel feel that you know we want to we want to build ourselves through the live show aspect, and hey, that's great. No, no I mean, more power to you. That's great, um, and, and we've done that in previous bands for years, and and so we just wanted to try a different way this time. And, and so that that's all. You know, I'm not trying to say our way is better or worse. I think for maybe where we are, it just seems to work for us. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think there's no right or wrong way to do things no, anymore. So it, no. a lot of it is trial and error. So you, you just have to try different things out. And the things that work, do more of it. And the things that don't work, you know, just learn from that and then find something else that does work. Right. Yeah. So you guys self-produced an EP called Symbols, and it's right. coming out June 2nd. Yes. So depending on when this airs it may have already come out on june 2nd (laughs) yeah yeah awesome so uh tell us a little bit why uh, you guys decided to self-produce the record um rather than bringing in an outside producer and what were the biggest challenges my god i could write a book about our our story here (laughs) so we actually we we intended to um bring in maybe some outside ears and uh, and we so we never really could get quite the sound we were looking for as a band. Um, I, I'd rather you know I'd kind of rather keep the, those names uh, anonymous. Just oh, of I, course. I don't want to ruffle the wrong feathers. <laughs> no, of but, course. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but we'll at keep the them end, fresh, guys. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Uh, but what ended up happening was the demos that I was working on my home computer. We j- I just kept honing in, and I would come home from work, and I would just work on the mix for like four hours. Um, my wife yelling at me half the time, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> asking, are you going to be done yet, Tim? Like I'm almost yep. there. The song is almost there. And, and she's probably heard that for like two months straight. Um, but the more that I honed in on these demos to send out to these guys, the guys in the band were just, just listening to them going, I, Tim, your stuff sounds pretty good. You know, why, why don't we just keep this in house? And I'm thinking, no, uh, I really want to get somebody that's qualified to 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 uh, to you know, head it up, right? And so and so we we did kind of send a few songs out, and and they had their and they had a really interesting take on the song, uh, and it wasn't to say that what they were doing was wrong. It was just I think we all knew what we were going for, and uh, and the more I kept sending demos out, the better my mixes kept getting. So we just said screw it, we're just going to use my 
mix and just be done with it. And, and, and so nice. the final product you guys hear is actually mixed and mastered out of my home studio. You know? So how long, is that something that you've been doing uh, for a while? Is that something you've taught yourself to? Did you ever go to recording school? Uh, I haven't gone to recording school. Um, I, I am. I am. A, I have a classical music degree, though, so I have, oh, nice. have a lot of music background. When it comes to recording, um, two years ago, I didn't have a clue how to press the record button. Good you know, you. Um, and and I just the last two years, I, I just forced myself to um, to make a lot of mistakes and then mm-hmm. listen and try to correct it. It's been a slow trial and error process, but. Um, but but I think I'm finally at the point where I actually kind of know how to not make it sound terribly bad. You know? <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I can, I can fake your way through it. Make it I can fake my way through it now. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love it. And so your EP's had some pretty positive reviews already. Yeah. Uh, I know Rebel Noise, Examiner, The Indie Authority, yeah. all really liking it. That's amazing. Um, do you have any advice for artists who are looking to get their music reviewed by blogs and publications like the ones who have reviewed the EP so far? Well, have somebody um, that can take the time to send out an email to all of these outlets. Um, take 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 a, maybe a day to write a press release and really just like a, maybe a, a paragraph or two about your project, about your record, and try to make something compelling about your record so that when you send out to all, the, all of these outlets that they'll be interested in clicking on the email and opening and reading the email. Uh, a mistake that I see a lot of bands make, and this is a very common marketing mistake, is, hey, look at us, we're cool, you know? And, <laughs> and, and, and that's, that's fine, but, but if I'm a random listener, that doesn't tell me anything about your style. Exactly. You know, if yeah. you were to say, hey, hey we get, there's a new band from South LA, South Louisiana, um, and, you know, we have this post-hardcore slash synthy type rock sound, upbeat songs, very melodic, driven well that while that not that may not elicit a response from every person that you send out but the ones that are interested in that style will most likely respond yeah, because now I, you're you're hitting you're hitting the people that you think would would be interested in your music so yeah are you ever do you ever hesitate to draw any comparisons to other bands because i know sometimes that's it's yeah. so tough as the artist to do that yeah but it, a lot of times is very helpful for other people to grab sure. their interest sure yeah you know? i I'll answer that question because that is a question that I get a lot um, and honestly do duck around that question. Mm-hmm, but I, I will give you an answer there. The comparisons that reviewers, um, and this is interesting because these are bands that I don't normally That's listen to, which totally is how it always happens. Right? Yeah, it's like, uh, what? I sound so, like that? Okay, so, whatever. <laughs> so, you, yeah, so you guys sound very country. Is that right? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, we, we get a lot of comparisons to Thursday, um, which is interesting because I own like maybe two songs from Thursday. It's one of my uh, favorite bands. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and Thursday I, was a big influence on the post-hardcore genre in yep. the early 2000s. So, yeah, you know. and, and it's interesting. And, and I actually do like those guys. I just don't have a lot of their music. Um, another comparison we've gotten is 30 Seconds to Mars. Um, I don't hear that, but another great band. I can see possibly with a lot of our electronica um, aspects, maybe I think that's a, that's a comparison. You know, the, the, the usual Sayosin, Finch. Um, oh, Finch, a, yeah. a band that I really look up to is Further Seems Forever. And, oh, uh, yeah. And, and the record... Yeah, and, and actually the record, the first record, uh, Moon is Down, and also How to Start a Fire with Jason Gleason. Sweet. And what's your... What sort of plan do you guys have once the EP's out? What's the next step with that? Well, we're looking to 
do some more major promotion on the national level, at least here in the States. Uh, we do have a alternative press ad that's uh, out right now. We've got some alternative press stuff that they're helping us out with. Uh, we're also that in the last... That's, that's yeah. really great. That is not cheap. That does not come cheap. But it's that is not. It's not. Very and, smart, though. Well, I appreciate that, yeah. And, yeah. And, um, and if you would have told me a year ago that we would be at that point, I would have just laughed at you and said, there's no way. You know, I mean, yeah. how? You know, but, um, but we were able to make that work. Work, um, is that all self-funded? I know it's. I know it's such an uncomfortable thing to talk about. No, it is. Me. No, it, it, you know. No, it is, but the it thing is, is, it's a reality, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. and because usually, you know, a label pays for that kind of stuff. Sure. But the, sure. You guys, if you, if I'm assuming you guys are self-funding, but then you you reap the rewards of that. So it's it's an investment just like any other business, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's that's something I had toyed with before. It just wasn't in the budget. Yeah. You know, but that's very very. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate that, and and they were they were kind enough to uh, to to you know put something together for us that made sense. Uh, and yeah. we, we we weren't able to go over the top, but I mean mm-hmm. we were able to establish some presence there. We were also um, we're, we're on uh, what's called Blastbeat Network, which includes a few websites uh, globally, uh, a few other sites here and there. We've done Facebook promotion. Uh, to answer your question about what's the end game, the end game is we we want to see as as much. Um, record sell through as possible from a self-funded band and just see what happens you know look we're not in it to try to get quote-unquote signed because I, I think that the game has changed considerably you know um now if if a label were to call us and say hey guys we see you got you, you got some traction going and um and maybe we can work something out you know we would look at it as any business investment well what what are they bringing to the table and can they help us get to a wider audience and be able to sell more records and it's if that's it it's a partnership, right? Yes. Um, and and before you know, in years past, when I was really naive, you know, I thought, well, record label comes in and just solves all of our problems. You know, we just write the music and we just let them do all the uh, not mm-hmm. fun stuff. And and that's really not a smart pr- approach to take. And then it took me years to get out of that habit of what every musician probably defaults to is like, let me just focus on the music and we'll worry at the business. We'll worry about the business stuff later because it's not always fun, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not. Um, but uh, but but and it's okay. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with just focusing on music. Just get people that are in biz- the business savvy world that can help you out, and that way you can focus on your. Well, because if I'm gonna interject here, I mean the problem is, as an independent artist, you get caught up with so much of the business stuff. It takes away so much time from creating art. That's something I, I've experienced, and. That's where people you can start bringing people onto your team. It doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be a record label, right. you know. And it, it, that, it, this is all kind of uh, something I was going to mention earlier when, in quote unquote, bands that almost made it. And I was kind of like, I want to say, you know, it's almost made it because you almost got signed because that's not yeah. making it. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you guys could end up so much more successful than any of those other bands ever were right. uh, could have been if they got signed. You know, it's it's a right. whole different platform, a whole different it, world. You're absolutely right. And and I think we use the term making it more as like, because I think people still feel that that's the, uh, that's the golden standard is, you know, what label are you on? And that, I think that represents some sort of, some form of major clout that your yes, band, I think so. our momentum that your band has. So, yeah. so, so but you're absolutely right. And if we're looking at it logically, um, you know, all the label is, is just a thing on the dotted line. It's just or a name or a bank account, a bank loan, Connections. a very high interest yeah. rate <laughs> with yeah. connections yeah. that yeah. may or may not be interested in utilizing them at all times for you, exactly. depending on how they feel that day, you know? I don't uh, think we're shitting on labels though, because uh, there's, no, no, there's no, no, great no. benefits to it. It's just... Huh? 
there's pros and cons like anything no, there else. Is. No, there absolutely yeah. is. And I certainly don't want to come across as sounding that, A, I have all the answers because I don't. And right. B, that there is no value in working with the label because there really is. I think it's just like anything, like you said, it's a partnership. And, and you do want to find somebody that maybe shares your same goals and can see and align with where you're going. And if you can find somebody or a label or entity that can do that or management company, then by all means, go for it. <laughs> if you can. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so far, have you guys uh, had any kind of funny stories that you could share with us? Um, having come from all these bands and now where you guys are now, there's, there has to be some sort of funny things that you could share. Well, okay. I have one story. This is about our bass player. So okay. <laughs> always the bass, bass player. players here in our city, I, I don't know what, I don't know. Maybe I just have this anti bass player aura or something. <laughs> I have had the toughest time finding bass players in my bands. Like yeah. it's insanely hard because they either are just guitar players that have agreed to play bass, and I think that's <laughs> happens. <laughs> or yeah, they're miserable up there. I should be playing guitar. <laughs> and I, I, I have only two strings. I have, two, I have two strings less than the guitar player. This sucks, you know. <laughs> so, um, or they're like uber bass player and they want to be you know primus or they want to be like you know that's fine but we're just not that type of band you know so there we just need we needed a guy that could just come in and be comfortable and, and just help us out on the low end so we were looking around and there's a local coffee shop uh right around where i work uh so one day i walk in and i see one of the guys that's helped me out a few times behind the counter pretty pretty cool looking guy you know um they were in a manager's meeting or something and so uh while they had a slight break i asked him hey man you like you like rock music he's like yeah <laughs> uh say, such a broad term you like rock right music. say uh, i swear my next question you want to be in a band <laughs> uh sure <laughs> so i was like all right you're in my band and then so the manager interjects like um hello uh he's in a he's in a meeting and he goes uh hello i'm in a band you know? <laughs> <laughs> so so that's how alex uh joined our band and it turned out that he was actually bass? pretty good i didn't know he played bass so but even a musician <laughs> well it turns out he actually did play bass he played i just could tell that this guy i'm just you know i could tell this guy played music and um and so yeah he's like yeah i played i played guitar and bass for a few bands and um and then later that day he listened to our our demos and he's like I'm i'm totally down so I mean, awesome. yeah, yeah, so it was, it was kind of funny. That never happens, by no, the way. No, I'm kind of envious right I now. Mean, <laughs> and, and to boot, he's a cool guy, too. So, yeah. hi, Alex, love you. You know, anyway, Aww. so he's watching. But, um, but no, that, that, was, that was kind of funny. So, one of my bands, we had um, uh, a few girls get a little too crazy on stage. So we got kicked off stage because they thought we were part Some of the of show. But yeah, a little bit of that. That was that was pretty oh, rough. Hope, yeah. Oh, never mind. I don't want to do that. But, I don't want to, the, someone's going to turn that into a meme. <laughs> but 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 it was kind of funny because trying to watch them dance. So our songs back then had a lot of time changes, so they just couldn't quite figure out. <laughs> they couldn't quite figure one, out what two, seven three, four time one, was. Two, three, so. four, five, seven. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. What? So, what? so that was kind of funny. But anyways, yeah. But um, no, yeah, you know, that's the typical, you know, just crazy stuff like that. I think people, um, they see, they see folks on a stage and they think there's like some mystical, like I'm going to be on the center of attention and like, I'm going to be a rock star for 
a few minutes. And so, so people kind of do silly things, especially when alcohol is involved too. Um, oh, yeah. And I'm going to raise my hand on that one as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Tim, do you have any advice uh, for any aspiring musicians that want to reach a similar level of success that you have? Well, first off, stay diligent with sending out emails to people that uh, are media outlets that you think would be interested in possibly reviewing your work. Uh, musicians that would be interested in maybe playing with you or, or networking for shows. And uh, I think the, the key word is staying diligent and, and diligent across all fronts, meaning stay true to your songs, keep writing your songs, try to stay, stay on it and try to be in touch with people that could possibly help you out on any level, whether it's like getting more exposure, playing a show, songwriting help, whatever. Uh, if you can just stay on it, I think, and follow through with it, I think you'll have a lot more success than just writing a song, releasing it, and just forgetting about, you know, and just, okay, let me just write the next thing and forget about marketing it or, or connecting. So yeah, just staying on task, um, try to follow through. I, I really think those are the two big, um, big components that can separate the difference between a musician that is pretty good and isn't out there versus one that's pretty good and is everywhere, you know? That's great. Really yeah. great. Tim, are you ready for 20 questions? Sure. Sure. All right. Let's Is this, this. like an... Uh, okay. I'll, I'll start this it. one up. Okay. Go on. yeah. Coffee or tea? Mm. Tea. Tea. <laughs> I'm drinking it right now. Meat or veggies? Veggies. CD or vinyl? Ooh. I don't have a vinyl player, and I feel like uncool for saying that, so I guess CD. Neither do I right now. Yeah, I have no vinyl player. Vinyl's expensive as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, Alex, some fire or set in color? Hmm. City in color? Canada or Scotland? Oh, wow. Uh, both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Twitter or Facebook? Man, uh, Twitter. California, like Twitter. California or Louisiana? <sighs> Louisiana. I'm gonna have to go with my home home state. Yeah. Breaking Bad or House of Cards? Oh, both. Um, okay, <laughs> I, I won't talk about that one. Um, Breaking Bad. Indie or major? Indie. Brand new or Taking Back Sunday? Taking Back Sunday. <laughs> Lincoln Park or Led Zeppelin? Led Zeppelin. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Friends Radio or head. Seinfeld? Friends. Friends. Celine Dion or Marilyn Manson? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to throw a curveball. I'm going to say Celine Dion, man. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> because everybody would expect me to say Marilyn Manson. So Maybe. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's all good. Finch or Glassjaw? Finch. Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton? Michael Jackson. Twerk <laughs> or work? Twerk. <laughs> Ricky Gervais or Ricky Martin? Ooh. Oh, uh, let's go with Ricky Martin. Okay, I like let's it. Go, let's go with Ricky, Ricky Martin. <laughs> Mixing these up. <laughs> yeah. Whale or kale? Whale. <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty determined on that. He's pretty uh, decisive yeah. on that. Bette Midler or the Riddler? Oh, to- which? Oh, r- the Riddler. Okay. The Riddler. I want to see Bette Midler dressed up as the Riddler. I just thought about that right now. <laughs> and now I, like I kind that. of got this image in my head, but I, I also can't, can't really decide how it looks. But it's yeah. also 
that, I've decided it's going to be, be awesome. awesome. We gotta mix be... up these questions, Aros. We gotta yeah. like add like Joker or poker, yeah, or something like that. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> and and uh, finally, yeah, okay. Drum roll. Someone can do a drum roll for me. Someone. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you got it. Ross or Marcio? Both. Okay, I've you already had it both, but we'll allow it. the Atlantic? Um, no, nah, man, I, that that that's <laughs> it's a mean question. I love you guys both, man. Oh, we love you too. We love you too. <laughs> so, um, what have you been listening to lately? What sort of uh, music recommendations do you have? Well, um, my I guess my musical tastes are kind of all over the place. Um, I really am digging the new Periphery record, the Alpha Omega. I don't know if you guys have have checked that out yet. Um, yet. As I mentioned, further seems forever how to start a fire mm-hmm. i mean that's, that's so monumental for me uh beals revolver and the white white album um probably my two biggest influential records like from the classic rock era and then also like led zeppelin you know um mm-hmm. and i can't i couldn't pick a song from zeppelin i, I it changes every day you know um bjork um, oh, huge yes. bjork fan uh, one of my favorite records um vespertine mm-hmm. love that record uh, yeah. You know, a lot of the 90s stuff, Nirvana, um, oh, you know, it's hard not to like, you know, that stuff. Smash and Pumpkins, you ever got yeah. into that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I love all that stuff. Macaulay um, is one of my favorites of all time. Such a phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, and I like a lot of classical stuff, um, some jazz, John Coltrane, Wes Montgomery, uh, since I'm a guitar guy. Classical, I'm a big WC fan, um, a, lot of, a lot of his piano stuff. Uh, a lot of neo impressions. You might be one of the most uh, eclectic, eclectic, yeah, guests we've had on. It's it's wonderful. Yeah. Just, well, it's re- it's really crazy because um, I'm telling you, it's so weird. I I feel like in this band, I get to get out a lot of the angsty stuff, and I yeah. I, I could I I feel like tomorrow um, I could feel just as comfortable starting like like a very synth pop type band, and then go with that for a while and then maybe do like a classical project and go with that for a while. You Why know? not? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Why so not? I, I try to have a good, healthy respect for different genres, you know? Um, yeah. You, I think all three of us can agree on that. Yeah. yeah. Like what you like and absolutely it's music. If you love music, yeah. you love music. You know, people have, have said recently, you know, maybe rock is on the downswing or it's dead. And, and you know, I disagree. I think there's more bands out right now than probably at any point. Uh, in the last few decades, um, so the music, the 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 musicians are there, the bands are there. I think it's just, just so segmented now because everybody sort of has their own taste, and you can get, you can subgenre everything so much now, and that you can get directly exactly what you're looking for out of the band. Um, so, you know, and so in a lot of ways, it's it's created an opportunity for more bands to exist. I guess the only downside is it's it's tough to see if there's going to be ever like a, a Led Zeppelin again, somebody that has such massive broad success that appeals to a broad spectrum of fans. Um, you know, one could argue maybe like Arcade Fire or like Coldplay or or, or bands like that. Still, um, Coldplay really hit it big about 15 years ago. And they're part yeah, of what I call so the old, still old music industry. Right, I mean, still Green Day still around, and Green Day, but they started right. at '94. They hit it big right. after years exactly. of being a band. So it's not. I can't really can park. I know that's, but, but it's still, still like 15 years ago. But know, they're so. all in that era. But then again, everything moves in cycles, sure. in circles. Yeah. You know, circles sure. and cycles, circles and cycles. Yeah, like um, I, I know no. over here, we're finding a lot of the synth kind of stuff is coming back, and like yeah. a lot of the artists that are kind of hitting it 
big here. Well, when I say big, I don't mean like, you know, mega, mega mainstream, but like maybe just below the mainstream. It's a lot of dark kind of synth pop that I really, really like. Kind of like angry, angry female synth pop, uh, I guess. And um, that seems to be kind of very 80s influence. So I think we're seeing a lot of 80s stuff coming back. I Um, totally agree. Well, in Toronto area, it's it's indie rock and it's been like that for quite a while. It's indie rock you know, all over the place, which is kind of hard for bands that want to do something a little different in any respective area because, like, the crowds are looking for something specific. But again, we live in a world of internet. And don't, wouldn't you, I'd like to kind of say, I, I kind of like the idea of there not being a single band getting that big anymore and rather any bands getting yeah. me- medium success because yeah. more, you know, more variety. There's more variety and, and it seems like perhaps if you are true to what you do, you can find an audience out there and there's enough people and music listeners out there that will support you so while you may not play Wembley Stadium all the time you can still play some nice size venues to a decent crowd and make it a sustainable type of career so Tim tell everyone where we can find you you guys online well you can find us on our Facebook page facebook.com backslash second born us um our uh, website is secondbornmusic.com, and our Twitter uh, hashtag is uh, secondbornus. Perfect. And so those are probably the three biggest places where you can you can hit us up. Are you guys on Instagram too? We are uh, secondbornband. Is our okay? Uh, perfect. Our yep. cool. I always think I always think Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram yeah. are kind of the yeah the, the, the three holy, yeah. the holy trinity of social holy media. Holy trinity. Of social media. <laughs> <laughs> we tied it back. Well, kind of tied it back to, to the spiritual. Yeah. So, <laughs> kind so of. anyways, while we're on the uh, on the philosophical, I'm kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Let's go on to a whole other tangent. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, this has been great. It's been such a pleasure meeting you. Thank you. Um, I love the the wavelength that you're at, uh, both uh, personal, personally and, and professionally. I love it. Totally Thank can you. relate. And uh, it's been such a pleasure. Come back, Excellent. please. Thank you guys for having me on. And uh, thanks again for Bridge the Atlantic. You guys are doing great things, man. Really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, good luck with symbols, good man. On. Yeah, good luck. Second uh, of June. I'm looking forward to hearing the full, full record. Me too. Sounds good, guys. Thank you again. Have a great one. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for being awesome, and we'll see you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.